today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The joy of the Lord is your strength, okay? Well, now, what if I said it to you this way? Joy from, in, and of the Lord is what gives you the strength that you need. So the joy is what creates and brings and produces the strength. So when I'm joyful, I'm strong. When I'm sorrowful, I'm not. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Nehemiah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. What an encouraging verse that many of us have heard before. In his message today, Pastor J.D. urges us to think about it in a different light. For if joy from the Lord gives us strength, then sorrow and sadness will drain us of our strength and energy. We must remember this, learn to find happiness in our Heavenly Father and His promises for us. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Nehemiah chapter 8 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Well, here we come to that one of my favorite uh, verses. And here, here's what was happening. Now, if you can, you need to kind of picture what's happening here. Now, they've just for six hours been ministered to by the Word of God. They have been attentive to the Word of God and were told that they even had understanding of the Word of God. Now, watch what happens as a result of this. This is the impact that God's Word can have on God's people. So here's what happens. In Nehemiah verse 9, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep. What? They're they're weeping? Oh, yeah. Why? They are really convicted. Not condemned. They're really convicted, having been under the teaching, reading, explaining, applying of God's word. And we're told, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. It penetrated. God's word had impacted them. God had spoke to them through his word, ministered to their hearts, and they're listening to and understanding what God's word says, and they're taking it to heart. It's almost like this. They're saying, oh my goodness, we have, we didn't know this. Can you imagine? Some are hearing this for the first time in their lives. You remember what it was like when you first heard a certain passage of Scripture or first read God's Word for the first time. Sometimes I wish that some passages I was reading for just the first time because it can have such an impact. You know, sometimes we read over it, you know, we were familiar with it. But this is the 
for many of them, the first time that they're hearing the Word of God, and they are just moved to tears. And they are weeping just with the conviction of God's Word. Then he said to them, Go your way. This is interesting. Eat the fat. That sounds good. I'll I'll do that. (laughs) That's the most delicious part, right? You know that? When you eat a steak, the fat is where... Can we talk about that? (laughs) Okay, I digress. So eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. Here's why. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow. They were sorrowful. They were mourning. They were crying. They were weeping. He's saying, don't do that. Do this instead. Be joyful. You know why? And here it is, and we can all quote it. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now here's where understanding the Word of God is so important. Not just picking and choosing one verse here and there, mishmash, kapakahi. You lose it. You lose it. So here's this favorite, well-known, well-quoted verse of Scripture. We, we sing about it. We have it on our wallpaper. We have it on our walls. We love this verse, right? And we've heard this verse or this passage in part at least taught many ways, as I have, I'm sure. And over the years, I've taught it. I've heard it taught. And here's the thing. God is always so faithful to, as he does with his word, he's faithful to his word to just bring it to life in a fresh and powerful way, particularly with this verse, and more so recently, if if you don't mind, I want to share this with you. So I heard this teaching. In fact, it's been about maybe a couple months now ago, that recent. And it just opened up to me in a whole new way. Because I, you know, I'm, I'm quoting it, you know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah, okay. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Okay. Well, now, what if I said it to you this way? Joy from, in, and of the Lord is what gives you the strength that you need. So the joy is what creates and brings and produces the strength. So when I'm joyful, I'm strong. When I'm sorrowful, I'm not. Sometimes I think we would do well to take Scripture and flip it around to the other side, just by way of a contrast. You know, it's kind of like a a diamond. You know, the jeweler will take that diamond, and in order to bring out its brilliance, they'll contrast it on the black velvet in order to see just its its brilliance because that way you can see the you know the contrast of it and sometimes and and we see that with the proverbs in fact proverbs 12:25 is one such proverb this is what it says this look at this contrast anxiety in the heart of man causes depression but a good word makes it glad you see that? Okay, now, now stay with me. So if joy 
in the Lord is what gives me the strength that I need, then wouldn't it stand a reason that sorrow, conversely, would totally sap that strength, drain that, that strength? How many of you, when you're heavy, you're weighed down, got a lot on your mind, you've got a lot of concerns, you got issues that you're dealing with, problems that you have to address, matters that are worrisome, does that not weigh you down? How strong do you feel? I know how strong I feel. I feel about as strong enough. In fact, I don't even have enough strength to tear a tissue paper. That's how strong I feel. Because I'm so drained and weighed down by the sorrow, the anxiety, the difficulty. But a good word can cheer you up like that, right? The joy of the Lord. So here's what, can I um, share with you an example? What are you going to say? No, right? <laughs> of course I can't. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. So just recently had a situation, kind of came up, presented itself. I'm thinking, oh, Lord, really, really, you know? And I just... I was so kind of bummed out. I was kind of down, kind of heavied by it, anxious about it. And so I went to prayer. And then I do what I always love to do, and that is just go to the Word of God, particularly the Psalms. Usually that's my go-to. So I go to the Psalms, and I just read what I know are you know, my favorite Psalms, the Psalms that I know just speak. To, I thank God for David. And all that he went through from where those psalms were penned. And I'll tell you, a good word from God's word can just change it in an instant. My situation is the same. The problem hasn't gone away. It's still there. But now I've got a good word. I've got God's word. And it cheers me up. And... It strengthens me, and it encourages me, and it's what I need. I need that joy, that peace that only God can give, and he strengthens me and encourages me. And and to me, it's like this. So if I'm dwelling on the problem, the problem gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And how many of us will take something and we start dwelling on it, we start focusing on it, We start manufacturing all of these horrific scenarios. What if, what if this happens, then this can happen, then this can happen. Before you know it, it's over. This is how it ends. It's that bad, you know. It didn't start off that way. But then when you take your eyes off of that and you focus your eyes and your attention to the Lord, to God, to God's Word, then all of a sudden you're looking at your circumstances through your God, instead of looking at your God through your circumstances, if you look at your God through your circumstances, then he becomes small. The circumstances become big. You ever heard that analogy? I don't have a coin. But if you take a a nickel, you can actually do this with a nickel, and you put it up to the sun, you can actually block out the sun as massive in size as it is with something as inconsequential and puny as a nickel. 
That's the perspective of it. Because what are you, you're looking at that you're looking at that that nickel, and it can block out the size of and the magnificence of your God when you do that. And that's what is happening here. They're looking at their situation, and it's just taking them down, down, down. And Nehemiah says, no, 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 no. Cheer up. You know why? Because you need to be joyful. And if you're joyful, then that is what is going to give you the strength that you need. Verse 11. So the Levites quieted all the people saying, be still for the day is, you almost get the impression that they were wailing. They were just wailing and throwing themselves down. It's like, stop doing that. Be still. For the day is holy. Do not be grieved. They were grieving. They were sorrowful. And verse 12, all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions and rejoice greatly. Why? This is key. Because they understood the words that were declared to them. Now, on the second day, the heads of the father's houses of all the people, with the priests and the Levites, were gathered to Ezra the scribe in order to, and here it is again, understand the words of the law. And they found, verse 14, written in the law, which the Lord had commanded by Moses, that the children of Israel should dwell in booths. This is the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Feast of Booths, during the Feast of the seventh month. And that they should announce and proclaim in all their cities and in Jerusalem, saying, Go out to the mountain and bring olive branches, branches of oil trees, myrtle branches, palm branches, and branches of leafy trees to make booths as it is written, according to the word of God. Now this is in the book of Leviticus, the first five books of Moses. We know it as chapter 23, when Moses is commanded concerning these feasts of the Lord. Verse 16, then the people went out and brought them and made themselves booths, each one on the roof of his house, or in their courtyards, or the courts of the house of God, and in the open square of the water gate, and in the open square of the gate of Ephraim. So the whole assembly of those who had returned from the captivity made booths, and sat under the booths. For since the days of Joshua, the son of Nun, until that day, listen to this, The children of Israel had not done so. This feast, since the days of Joshua, had not been celebrated. I use the word celebrated better than kept. You'll forgive me. But that's what they were. They were festivals, feasts. Moad in the uh, Hebrew, the same in the Arabic, my native tongue of Arabic. Moad. They were a feast, a festival, an appointed time. A time that points to. And we're told there was very great gladness. That's, it was a celebration. It was a feast. It was a commemoration. Also, verse 18, day by day, from the first day until the last day, he read from the book of the law of God. Can you just give me a moment before we finish the chapter? In fact, I just want to read that again. From the first day until the last day, he read from the book of the law of God. 
And nobody complained. And nobody complained. So now it's just every day, presumably all day, they read the Word of God. They were attentive to the Word of God. Maybe, can I say this, this speaks to the importance of being in the Word of God daily. I'll tell you, I know in my own life, God brought me to the place early on where I, I can't go any longer than that without being in the Word of God. I, I can't imagine facing the day without being in the Word of God. One of my favorite books to you know have time with the Lord in is the book of Proverbs. And as you well know, there's 31 chapters, and so it works out. You can do a chapter a day. There's, you know, when there's 31 days in the month, and if there's not 31 days in the month, then you just do two or three chapters on that last day. And um, without exception, without exception, I'm not exaggerating, please know, and God knows my heart here. Without exception, I'll read a chapter in Proverbs, and there will be a word fitly spoken that will prepare me for what is prepared for me later on that day. And God will bring that to my remembrance. Because I was in the Word that day, early in the morning, will I rise up and seek thee. And I'm in the Word, and God is giving me a word, a good word, so (laughs) that cheers me up. I have joy, and then that joy is my strength for 2 o'clock in the afternoon when that thing hits, and I've got that proverb from the morning, and I was like, oh, Lord, thank you so much. This is that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Wow, Lord, thank you so much. Had I not had that, who knows what would have happened when this thing hit, because I would have been totally blindsided by it, had it not been for your word every day, morning, noon, and night. That's in Deuteronomy 2, where the parents are told to have teachable moments from the Word of God with their children, morning, noon, and night. You know, the last thing that I want in my mind and in my heart before I go to bed, in fact, (laughs) I had to stop doing this because it was affecting my REM sleep, but I love listening to Bible teaching in my, you know, earphones on my phone as I'm falling asleep. And the problem is your brain is trying to process it subconsciously while you're sleeping. You can't enter into REM sleep. I, so you'd wake up in the morning. I remember waking up in the morning just going, man, I feel like I got hit by a truck. <laughs> and the reason is I might have got six or seven or eight hours of sleep, but it wasn't restorative sleep, so I had to stop doing it. So now what I do is I just fall asleep uh, listening to the Word of God, and then I'll wake up because I won't go into that deep sleep. Then I'll pull it out turn it off, go back to sleep, and then I'm able to sleep through the night. But the last thing I had and heard was the Word. I'll tell you, it, it changes. Uh, worship music. I used to do this a long time ago. I listened to worship music. In fact, we did one of those classics uh, tonight. I just want to praise you, Lord, much more than... I remember listening to that in the 90s. 
I know that dates me. I was five in the 90s, and I wasn't. And so I remember listening to songs like that in the 90s and falling asleep listening to it, and you wake up, there's just this joy because you were listening to, and music, by the way, is really powerful on the brain. So where were we? We're done here. Uh, Verse 18, also day by day, from the first day until the last day, he read from the book of the law of God, and they kept the feast seven days, and on the eighth day, there was a sacred assembly according to the prescribed manner. They are doing it exactly as God's word said to do it. And they obeyed everything written in it. I love ending Bible studies and with chapters like this. What a beautiful picture of God's people responding to God's word. They're responding by taking heed to the word of God. They're not merely hearers of God's word. They're doers of God's word. I want to close with James chapter 1 verses 22 through 25. I think it's apropos. James writes, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. That's kind of strong. You can be self-deceived thinking, well, I, I, I read the word. Well, wait a minute. That's all you did. You just read it. You know how that is, right? You can read and then you have to go back and read that paragraph because you were thinking about something else while you were reading. Isn't that interesting how you can do that? I did it just today. I was reading an article, and then I I went through, almost halfway through the article, and I got got halfway through, and I thought, I have no idea what this article is about because I was thinking about something totally different. So I had to go back and start reading it and focus on what I was, you know, uh, reading. So don't deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and he immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. This is a great picture of the blessing that came to God's people by not merely hearing God's word, but taking heed to and being careful to do everything written in God's word. Did you notice that as they celebrated the feast in accordance with God's word, that they were rejoicing greatly? They were rejoicing greatly, blessed greatly, because of it. The book of Nehemiah introduces us to a biblical character who wasn't a priest. In fact, he held no great spiritual title at all. Nehemiah was just an ordinary man who God used to do something extraordinary. God still does this today. You don't have to hold an important office or study at seminary to do great things for your creator. God wants to use every follower to make an impact in the world for His kingdom and has uniquely equipped each of us with the skills we need to do just that. You have a purpose. You can be sure of that. Thanks for listening today to In Spirit and Truth. If you'd like to hear today's message again or listen to other teachings by Pastor J.D., visit our website at inspiritandtruthradio.com. 
There's also a link to our special weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth, and Pastor J.D. is here to tell you more about them. Yes, I'd like to invite our In Spirit and Truth listeners to join us for our weekend editions in which I do a Bible prophecy update. We look at current events happening around the world and how they relate to specific prophecies in the Bible. We broadcast these updates each Friday and Saturday, or you can find previous updates on our YouTube channel and you can find the link at inspiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks, Pastor J.D. You can also access the Mideast Prophecy Update and other teachings on our mobile app, as well as learn more about In Spirit and Truth. Find a link to download at inspiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for joining us today. Pastor J.D. will continue teaching through Nehemiah next time on In Spirit and Truth.